0: Like podcast number 63, quick turnaround. Hey, uh, I don't want to say a disaster, but this was a pretty bad one. Vort, what's going on? Uh,
1: it's It was a disaster, but you know, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this much. I was uh, I missed most of the first half. I was following it on my phone, checking stats, and uh, I watched uh, the majority of the third quarter. So Towards the end of the fourth. Uh, I threw up in my mouth, and I turned it off a couple of minutes left. Uh, the one thing that I'll say before we even talk about the game and everything that went terribly wrong during the game i caught myself thinking more rationally and uh i was about to get mad how another sunday is being wasted on the jets again, getting embarrassed and creamed one more time and i don't know why but the, like this, this calm thought came over me and just literally asking myself you're a rational fan why are you surprised the jets went fully healthy and i use that term loosely as it is they were a bad team that's that's just the reality we were still a bad team this season because our quarterback was a mess a lot of reasons. What do you realistically expect when on a bad team, the few guys that were "quote unquote" stars, the leaders, the main guys, are starting to fall away, injured? Did a bad team's one of the reasons they're bad. Outside of lacking talent, is you certainly lack, lack depth, and that showed. So I kind of told myself, like, listen, you're pretty much watching castoffs—guys who had problems holding on, making an NFL roster, and a contending team. They are starting and getting a lot of the snaps on the Jets. So yeah, uh, at that point it got easier to watch the SmackDown. I just wanted to kind of mention that. So it, it just we were battered, bruised in every way, and uh, it shows. But the result, at least, was not surprising.
0: Yeah, the thing is, I, I agree to a point. Um, Like, I I didn't get upset at any point. I didn't get like, oh, this is ridiculous. And, you know, it didn't sting as much as it usually does when they make bad mistakes because I kind of expected it. But at the same time, I mean, Denzel Mims, I mean, what the hell with this guy, you know? And and Zach Wilson, I mean, it, it, receivers dropping balls all over the place. At some point, you got to wonder how they're dropping everything he throws. Is it that he's throwing it too hard? They just can't catch anything unless it's perfect? Or or are they just not on the same page? Is it timing? I don't know what it is, but, you know, th- these things that would normally, when I wasn't expecting a bad game like this, would, would make me crazy, didn't hurt as much, but they're still there. And I don't know. I just don't know what the deal is with these guys anymore. I mean, first of all, we wanted to see some progress on Denzel Mims. The guy was benched in the second half, rightfully so. He, you know, he had, a, I think, if I remember correctly, he had a drop, but he had two penalties on back to back plays that that almost. That was the moment the that I wrote of him off. Yeah.
1: Uh, I said, yep, this guy just too. doesn't get it. And uh, I was done with him. Simple as that. Done. Moving yeah. on.
0: And then you have uh, these guys all dropping passes all over the place. I mean, like. Like uh, Well, Ty Johnson dropped three in the first quarter. I mean, two of them were, were good passes. One of them was slightly behind them. But we talked about this earlier in the year. At some point, if you know your quarterback's overwhelmed, you know he's inaccurate, you have to prepare for this and make some of these catches. They just don't do it. And it, it gets frustrating to see drives stalled. Not that they would have gone. We don't know if they would have gone anywhere. I mean, I can't say they wouldn't have, but they're certainly not going to go anywhere with drop passes. And and you know, second half, Keelan Cole had a couple of plays where you know Keelan Cole is one of them. I think I forget who the other one was. A rookie guy who was making his first thought. They don't stick their arms out far enough. They just you know stick your fucking arms out, and try and make the catch. Don't 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 automatically look like you're afraid to get hit. it's just, it's frustrating watching this team. There's no rhythm. They're completely out of time. And I don't know whether it's, you know, to blame Wilson completely or blame these other guys. I just don't know anymore.
1: And that last sentence when she was saying really hit home, there is no rhythm. And how do you expect to have rhythm with a rookie quarterback who struggled and missed time playing with the wide receiver corps who were not seeing any snaps and not expected to see snaps this season and are only in there for injury? I would imagine even during practice, not talking about this week in particular but the majority of the season the bulk of his reps were building connections to elijah moore uh, crowder and uh, davis and now all of a sudden he's uh, starting the game with mims who was a complete ghost to him and uh, who else uh, who else played crowder uh, cole, uh,
0: Berrios.
1: cole and Berrios. so uh, certainly Guys that you and me are curious to see, maybe one of them will show up. But for Zach Wilson, it's like, what the fuck? I have no timing or rhythm with these guys, and uh, it shows. I, I will say that um, one of the impressions of the game, and I have to be 100% honest, I know I'm overreacting, but I'm a eyebrow hair away from being in full panic mode on Zach Wilson, and it's nothing but his accuracy. <laughs> his accuracy is absolutely terrifying to me right now he's struggling hitting guys in stride he struggles to hit guys coming out of the backfield on a screen where if you watched enough nfl you'll see unless you know sometimes you got a zipper in there but most of the time there's just that little arc in there Dude. uh he doesn't have that <laughs> touch uh and
0: i i'm i'm cracking up you know why because <laughs> i use the same expression i said if you've watched enough if you've watched football long enough and and I, I i think it's probably related to what you're saying it's similar but i said if you watch football long enough you start to recognize where you think the quarterback's throwing based on how hard he throws based on his angle whatever a lot of the times to me it looks like zach wilson's throwing the ball much further than he actually is and it, it you know in the and and when the, when he throws it and it and it bounces off a receiver or it's over a receiver's head a little bit i'm thinking he's throwing a ball 30 yards down the field and it's only a 10 yard pass so i agree with you he has he's he's completely overwhelmed now and anything he's done over the past couple of weeks to look good has just been i don't know if it's just lucky or he just doesn't continue growth whatever whichever one it is but i, I agree with you completely i am not ready to panic on him yet i'm not even a hot an, an eyeball and i say a uh, would you call it an eyebrow hair I'm not an eyebrow hair away from uh, from panicking on him yet I think I got to give him this season and then see what he looks like next season but he is he's just not ready man there's there's no way around it his accuracy is is scary bad and um early in the game where I was listening on the radio on the way back from my son's soccer game um, apparently, you know, he he had a choice. He could run for 10 yards or throw to a wide open tight end, and he threw it into the dirt and missed him completely. Now, I didn't see that play, but the announcer, on, you know, Bob was on the radio, was going crazy.
1: Well, one of the I don't know if I caught the first or the second drive, and I believe it was Ty Johnson coming out of the backfield, and he just, he bounced the ball three yards ahead of him. Uh, I'm sorry, three yards in front of him. Uh, but it was just uh, pretty much almost a lateral. Thankfully, it wasn't. But just, uh, and, and, and that's where I'm worried about him. I'm worried about... The decision now is <laughs> because this is our worst nightmare becoming a reality. Mac, the one thing that you could count on when you are come when you are a top five quarterback is accuracy is there. The speed of the game that's gonna come sooner than later to some, and uh, that uh, obviously hinders the development of guys' ability to read defenses. If you don't master that, you are toast. Or if you do, and kids are starting to show it younger and younger. It used to be that you sit a quarterback. The fact that we are talking about accuracy. I feel like Alan Iverson remember that famous speech. Practice, practice. We're talking about accuracy. Accuracy? That's what we didn't identify that he's missing. I am I am very, very scared about the decision we've made at quarterback.
0: Now, let me, you know, obviously anybody who's listening to this is a big enough football fan, but just in case there's someone out there who who is confusing like pinpoint accuracy with general accuracy okay what what we're looking for here is general accuracy there's always quarterbacks who are going to be much more accurate than other quarterbacks you know like the, the as much as i you know despise kurt warner for reasons you know kurt warner and tom brady and and troy aikman and uh, you know even russell wilson to agree those guys are pinpoint accurate they they will get the ball in there no matter what you know not all of them have the greatest arms but they have they have crazy accuracy no I'm, matter what we're not I'm even talking looking at high for school that. quarterback yeah, accuracy right, but you can hit right. an open guy in stride <laughs> yeah, exactly you are talking about general accuracy Accuracy, accuracy. And Zach Wilson has no general accuracy at all. He, he can't hit the short passes. He can't hit the medium passes. There are a bunch of passes where he, he made a really nice throw and there was nobody there to catch it. I mean, like, who's he throwing it to? So, and that was the second half. He said you didn't see the second half. He got it together a little bit in the second half as far as being able to stay in the pocket and stuff, but he throws a, lot, a nice deep ball. He throws a good ball over the middle. He does all these nice things and there's no one there and they're out of reach. And so the ones that are in reach, these guys don't reach up for. So I I don't know where the lack of communication is. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just like we, we wonder about the owners being the only common denominator for 20 years, the common denominator this season with the, essentially the same group of receivers is Zach Wilson when they've looked really bad because they've looked pretty good with the three other guys for the most part when it's you know and, and, and again i'm not talking about in an overall sense i'm talking about with accuracy and the ball being there and these guys going out there and getting it it looked like an nfl offense at times and it has not looked like an nfl offense with zach wilson very often so i agree with you the accuracy is terrible the general accuracy i'm not looking for him to be you know pinpoint put it in between uh exactly where the guy has to be every time but just i mean hit, hit an open guy Throw a short pass, you know. Put a ball instead of putting it behind the receiver every time because the speed of the game is a little faster. Start to throw the ball in front of them a little bit, you know. It's it, I haven't seen any of that with him, and there's no growth. There's just been no growth. Any tiny bit of growth he's shown has been thrown out the window the next week, and he's he's yep. back, you know. So I, I shouldn't say that because he's probably slightly, and I say slightly ahead of where he started the season, but okay. it's been fair it, point. It, fair yeah. point it's been two, it's been three steps forward, two steps back so that at the, you know, now he's gone, he's maybe made two steps forward the whole year and all of these, these couple of steps forward he takes going back, you know, so, so the slight amount of progress he's made on an overall basis for the season is just not enough. He's still in, you know, awful territory. He's, he's awful right now.
1: And, uh, I don't mean to window shop, but I have no choice at this point. And you look at Mac Jones, and yes, I hear everybody's argument before you say it. It's the offense. It's Bill Belichick. Yes, granted, I agree. But quarterbacks are also judged on winning, and he is a rookie quarterback who is uh, uh, in the first place in the division on an incredible hot streak and looks every way like an accurate veteran who knows how to run an offense. Uh, You have Trevor Lawrence, who is on a terrible team, but looks like a guy who is uh, already comfortable being in a huddle, uh making reads and all that jazz. And uh we have Zach Wilson who drops back on a screen where he could set his feet and float the ball there and he gets it out of there in 1.3 seconds like he had three guys coming down on him. And it just it doesn't make sense. He should be farther along
0: <laughs> well yeah, yeah. I mean how much of this do we blame on the Jets? Because you know again assuming they didn't make the wrong pick in you know, it may be the wrong pick now, but let's assume they didn't make the wrong pick, they just maybe didn't bring him along correctly. And we've gone back to this a hundred times have a vet quarterback in there, maybe sit the kid down for a year and let him learn how much of this can we blame on the Jets for throwing him in there too soon? Because the Mac Jones example is a good one, but even before the draft, everybody knew he was more NFL ready than you know, most people considered him the most NFL ready quarterback, uh, other than perhaps you know, perhaps Trevor Lawrence, who. I know you're saying Trevor Lawrence looks good. He was he was awful today at four interceptions. I mean, they just I mean he, he hasn't looked good either. But I don't think he's looked quite as bad as, as Zach Wilson to, to you know to your point. So I'm I'm going in a hundred different directions. The main point I'm trying to make here is yes, Max Jones is a good example. He was already more NFL ready, and he got the much better situation. Whereas Zach Wilson may have been thrown in there too early. I, you know, it, it is really starting to look like Zach Wilson could have benefited from the Mahomes treatment and sat behind the veteran guy for a year, uh, learned the offense, learned the speed, and, and just generally kind of assimilated himself to the NFL before being tossed out there, especially in this market. And, I mean, this market's brutal. Kid has a bad game. People go crazy. So, I mean, I don't know how much all of that has to do with it, but some of, you know, some of them are all definitely factors.
1: And to answer the one question that I'm taking away from uh, the speech you made is uh, how to develop a quarterback. And like you said, there's no exact science. Different ways succeeded. Uh, look at the same year and leaf and pavement, exact same treatment. Look how that turned out. Me personally... And you can say hindsight is twenty twenty. Me, personally, I'll go to my grave a little bit old school. Uh, I'm convinced you draft a rookie, no matter how talented or ready they are, unless it's that generational guy, uh, Dan Marino, John Elway. You sit f- Eli Manning and Kurt Warner will always be the perfect example of right. properly, in a brilliant way, bringing in a rookie quarterback. You are a veteran who has been there, done it all, seen it all. He was there to win, and he knew if you were going to win and be in a playoff position, he was going to keep that job for the whole season. Uh, when it didn't work out that way, last couple of weeks, uh, I'll say in this season, six to seven, you step aside, you guide the kid through the last few games. It was as flawless a transition as you can see. And look at the superstars. Look, like... As you were talking right now, I was thinking about the current superstar quarterbacks, and I look at the recent guys who started from day one, the Josh Harbert, the the Allens, uh, the Tuas, and uh, they, you know, they they had a drop off. They they jumped the uh, to an incredible start. Everybody's talking about them as an all pro. That's it, a uh, proven guy. No looking back, and now they're struggling. And then you look at the all time greats, like Mahomes was setting himself up to be the Aaron Rodgerses, um, even the the famous. Uh, guy that's got to shit on until we die tom brady um he didn't start out as a week one starter so those guys who have a veteran presence ahead of them and they get to sit for 10 weeks i think there's no better way to bring in a quarterback that's that's just my opinion i wish it would have happened i'm now in my third cycle of the and i'm just i'm just heartbroken i've seen this happen with mark sanchez given a job from day one uh I've seen this happen with Sam Darnold, given a job from day one, and now we're seeing it with Zach Wilson, and they're doing the same recipe. And now I have to say, listen, what is the definition of stupidity? You keep doing it the same way and uh, looking
0: for a different outcome. Yeah, that's the definition of insanity. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree. Yeah, I, Unfortunately, I would love to be able to argue with you, but I agree. Uh, I I think that you know that I I think developing a quarterback really depends on the quarterback, and yes, a a veteran quarterback certainly is a is a is a a big help. Uh, But I think you know maybe the biggest thing the Jets haven't done with these three quarterbacks is give them real competition in training camp is is let them earn the job, and then unless they clearly outplay the vet or whoever else is in there and they should sit until as you said either you're at a playoff contention there's an injury or you know they show enough in practice that, they, that it's that it's their time. Zach Wilson even more so than Darnold I mean Darnold had McCown and uh, I don't remember who Sanchez even had back then but I know that Farf had left the year before so the Jets didn't have a uh, an incoming quarterback but Zach Wilson was handed the job and wasn't even given any competition in training camp it was his job from day one and I don't think, you know, listen, you've played sports. I've played sports. A lot of people have played sports at some level. And you don't you you only get better if you play either people who are better than you or if you if you're forced to get better. If you are just a hundred percent. Yeah, if you are thrown out there, you do not get better most of the time. Okay. And Zach Wilson clearly now we're 15 14 weeks into the season Zach wilson clearly is not ready for the position he's in and the jets don't have much choice what are you going to do you're going to sit him in year two now you're going to just have to hope for the best at this point at this point
1: yeah that's it you're and, and the thing that kind of angered me or pisses me off disappoints me whatever choose your word is if they would have sat him this year i would not have lost one millimeter of doubt that we were all in on zach wilson as our quarterback that was just part of the maturation But now, like you said, you can't sit him in year two. That's it. That's a kid who was the franchise quarterback who lost his job, and now we have to hope he gets it back. No, it's uh, next year is going to define if we're back to. And what a shitty situation because we're going to be drafting, looks like possibly second overall pick, maybe third at worst, because we'll see how the Lions finish the season. But, Mac, if this is the team that we're running out there, I don't see us winning another game the rest of the year.
0: Well, we do have Jacksonville. You never know.
1: I know that, and I'll stick to my statement.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. If they you know, obviously they're not getting the two receivers back, but if if they're going to run out Zach Wilson with a bunch of guys who are you know basically off the street like this, then you're probably right. All of that said, though, today's game was was fairly winnable for a lot of the game. I mean, I I don't you know I, I would like to stick on this subject for now. We'll get to the game itself, but. I think today's game was winnable. The Jets were in this game. There was a couple of late scores that you know. I don't know. You, you said you didn't watch the, the second half. I, normally no, no, I, would, I watched
1: a lot of the second half. Uh, oh, I, oh, you I didn't say missed, the first half. Exactly. I started oh, the game, okay. then started the first quarter, then missed most of the rest of the first half. Okay. Third quarter, I watched almost all of it. Fourth, I watched sporadically, and I turned off in
0: the final minutes <laughs> when it got out of hand. Uh, did you? Uh, so you saw Taysom Taysom Hill's run. Where there was literally nobody there. Did you see that one? No,
1: that, that was you're talking about the last score, the, the last 44-yard the yeah. run. I did not actually see it. I obviously got notifications and I checked, but no, I didn't actually yeah. see the run
0: yet. It was yeah. like third in. I forget it was third and seven or third and twelve, and and the Jets stacked everybody on the line, and Hill got around the corner and was looking just to slide, get the first down, and slide and stay in bounds, and nobody was there. You saw they, they showed they showed the view behind him on the replay, and he's looking around to, to look for anybody, That's and he's terrible. like, okay, I guess I'll just run it. Into the end zone. I mean, where the hell was everybody? How's a quarterback run for 44 yards on third and seven? <laughs> How does that happen? You know, it's just, Jeez. oh my God. But I mean, that's normally, why I think, uh, I, yeah, normally Jacksonville I'd be pissed off gonna, by then. Go ahead, man, Jacksonville's
1: sorry. game is going to be a coming out party for Trevor Lawrence. Just throwing it that be. in there, but back to the game. Go ahead. It
0: could be. But, you know, but today's game, sadly enough, was actually winnable. And Taysom Hill, yeah, he can run, but the guy's not a good quarterback. He, you know, a good quarterback today would have shredded the Jets to pieces. This guy is just not—he is not in every in every down quarterback, but he's good enough to beat the Jets. And I guess that's all that matters. H- had this been, you know, not been a guy who's really not that good, the Jets would have would have given up forty again today. I mean, they gave up thirty as it is, uh, and and but all again, I'm I'm getting off track with with how winnable I think this game was. If The Jets' offense could have done anything at all; they could have stayed in this game. And then you know whatever happened at the end happened at the end. But this was totally a winnable game. The Saints kept them in it, and the Jets, as bad as they were, were in this game until the final minutes. It's just, it's just unfortunate they don't have any real talent on the team right now.
1: I I agree. It was uh, we saw a bad team stay in it, kept the game close. Which when you're a bad team, that's kind of what you want to do. Uh, you want to keep it close and make it winnable for yourself in the end. Unfortunately, they just uh, ran out of chances and then ran out of steam and got steamrolled in the end when. It was already a foregone conclusion and kind of uh, – that was a definition of s- somewhat running it up on you. But listen, you couldn't stop him. You couldn't stop him.
0: Um, I don't even think they were running it up. I think the guy literally was trying to get, <laughs> just get a first down and, and slide. And uh, he never got the chance because there was nobody there to stop him. It's just, but
1: uh, yeah. I can't not talk about the one bright spot on the Jets. The kicker. Eddie Pinheiro, <laughs> yes. The great minds think alike.
0: I was just going to say that I was going to say, well, let's talk about the one bright spot and then we'll, and then we'll move on. There was literally no other bright spot. Eddie Pinero was it. Hello? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm just, uh, I'm looking for my, uh, not, we don't necessarily need it, but Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm looking for the, um, the, the piece of paper, I Um, piece of paper. I am I done. I with I'm our dying
1: to review the predictions because I <laughs> okay. think you really hit the ball on Zach Wilson, certainly with the temps mm-hmm. and I think on uh, Berrios. the barriers. But if you pull it up, let me know.
0: I did. I, I found it. Um, well, the game in general. I mean, I, let me see if I have any notes I want to talk about before we do the predictions. We do the predictions last. Um, let's see. Back to the same. Wilson, inaccurate. These guys should be catching balls. Okay. We talked about that. Oh, Ty Johnson drops three balls in the first quarter. Guy should be on the bench for the rest of the game, probably another game or two. Like, like I I don't think I talked to you about this in the last podcast. This was a Facebook thing I put out there. There was a story when the Bills were playing the Patriots Monday night that um uh Ramondre Stevenson, that running back, uh had a great preseason and then fumbled early in the year and then sat for three games. He didn't he was inactive, not just like on the sideline. He was inactive. It's like, all right, sit down, chump. Comes in. Uh, then uh, misses a ball, misses a blitz and gets the quarterback sacked. Sits for another couple of games, then comes in and he's a freaking. And suddenly he's he's like a big like a big star for them. I mean, as much as any running back will be a star for the Patriots, he started. He's, he's turned pretty well. That is how Bill Belichick handles it. If you're going to make mistakes, that's one thing. A mental mistake is one thing. If you're going to fumble the ball and start missing blocks, you're you're not part of the unit, part of the team. You're not going to play. And I think. Ty Johnson was at that point after drop number two, but he got a third drop and he was still in there. Now I know that the Jets have nobody on offense and you don't have running backs, but so what? Just run five receiver sets out there, stick Berrios in the back in the backfield, whatever you have to do. That guy should be pulled out of the game and 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 you know, sat on the end of the bench to think about how how he's gonna be able to catch balls that are right in his hands. I mean, that's that's, I am- that's something I made a note of.
1: I am absolutely done with him. I want him off this roster. This is the type <laughs> of player you want to rid yourself of. Give uh, that guy, LaMichael Uh give him an extra 10 carries. kid is 23 years old. Uh, uh, what did he have today? Seven carries for 28 yards. Four yards a carry with the longest of 14 yards. Give, feed him the ball. Um, yeah, that, so actually I was – Ty, Ty Johnson and the Denzel Mims, I'm like, done. I understand yeah. now. There's a reason you're not succeeding. Moving yep. on.
0: Denzel Mims, I mean... It, it, I mean, he—you hardly ever see wide receivers get penalties. This guy has gotten motion penalties, um, illegal formation penalties because he's he's moving too soon or or lined up a half yard off of the freaking line of scrimmage. And then today he had penalties on back-to-back plays as the Jets were, you know, driving. They were driving. They were get trying to get into field goal range. Thankfully, they got the field goal anyway. But Robert Sala. Was made to look like an idiot who doesn't know how to manage the clock, and most people are screaming about him. But I recognize the fact that he tried to save his timeouts. At one point, the Jets ran the ball. Um, you know, they got they got down to whatever yard line, and then let the time come off the clock. They had three timeouts, then ran the ball. So that looks like terrible clock management. But if you have three timeouts, you're not expecting to get penalties on back to back drives. You got to figure those plays took four, five, six seconds each, and then penalties. Yep. So so he lost ten or twelve seconds. They got down to five seconds, and they had a timeout in their pocket. And the announcers are, are ripping him for clock management. No, this is your fucking idiot receiver who who does stupid things and makes bad blocks and and whatever cost them cost them a bunch of yards. They, they had yep. to, and then the last play before the before the half, they had to they had to run a play just to get back in field goal range. So that, how is that bad clock management? I understand that you want to take the timeout earlier, but you if you have three timeouts and. Three 20 seconds left and you're on the 25-yard line, it gives you every opportunity in the world to do anything you want. So I think he actually played that correctly and got screwed by Denzel Mims. That's my opinion.
1: I'm I'm with you. Just, uh, we've talked football too long. You have to make plays or you have to make decisions. Forget plays. You have to make decisions that benefit your team, that benefit the greater picture than your selfishness at that moment, and certainly that allow your quarterback to try to get into some kind of rhythm. That bullshit was absolute nonsense. And like I said, I I don't make those decisions, far from it. But for me as a fan, purely as a fan, like I'm done with him. I want to move this team. This is not a guy that's willing to invest to make right the right plays. He's just he's selfish. He's not responsible. He doesn't care about the team. And uh, if we were a good team and that cost us a win,
0: it's just a bigger I'm just he's not a kid that's gonna be on a winning team. At least right now. I mean, whatever the case may be. Okay, a couple of other quick points, and then we'll do predictions. Uh, there was a fourth down pass to Cole. It was fourth and seven. Jets had to go for it. It was, I think, it was early fourth quarter. And um, you know, the ball, the guy, you know, he ended up getting hit by the safety, lost the ball. But it seems to me like he didn't stick his arms out far enough. Now, I mean, if you want, if, if you want to go look up the play, it's, it's not a big enough play to matter. Um, this is just an observation by someone who's just who's you know, Jack, Zach Wilson's not accurate. We get it. Okay, the ball's probably going to be behind you. It's probably going to be a little further away than you want it to be most of the time. You have to prepare for this. You have to say, I got I got to freaking bail this kid out, and help the team, whatever. Keelan Cole reached out slightly. The ball kind of hit his hand, and then he got hit where, you know, whatever. Maybe he doesn't hold it anyway, but if you actually reach out more and get both hands on the ball and try and pull it in, maybe you do make the catch on fourth down and you don't turn the ball over there, you know? I mean, it's just... Just these little things. You have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. But I, I think Cole I, uh, been there. so
1: I, I did see the play. I actually saw that one. And, and look hearing you talk about it, like in the moment I was just like, Oh, okay, whatever, let's get this shit over with. But looking back, yeah, it was just uh, it was a guy who who knew he was on a bad team in a long year. That he was like, I'm just, it's not worth selling out and getting absolutely annihilated. Right, by two guys, right? <laughs> so he just made the me first decision to prolong whatever. And the, It's disappointing, but it, yeah, unfortunately, that's the state of the team right now.
0: And it, yeah, and it also, to me, it, it goes to show that the the lack of that love and that I'll do anything for my quarterback, it, that thing is, is not there with Zach Wilson. They're not, they're not going to put their bodies on the line to save this kid just yet. So hopefully he can get to a point where these guys will lay themselves out to make him look good and, and obviously themselves. But they're obviously not there because you don't have this many drop passes on balls that are slightly offline and and you, and all you got to do is, is kind of make a nice catch. You know, I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's clear that the, that the team is, is completely out of sync and they're not really going that extra step for Zach Wilson at this point. All right. And then my final point, uh, actually two more points. I'm sorry. I lied. One is that these teams have zero respect for the jets. I mean, we saw it last week. Mosley complained about respect and, you know, but it seems that every time there's a fourth and less than three, on the jet side of the field, even if it's you know, it doesn't matter what point of the game, these guys go for it every time without hesitation. They have it's like they know they're going to get it, and I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you if you do it? But I picked that up on the on the Saints' first drive. It was fourth and one and change. And uh, you know it was a makeable field goal. It was like they were on the, maybe the thirty yard line, and and they didn't even hesitate. Never. It's apparently apparently they never even thought of bringing the kicker out. Now you can make the argument that most teams are going to go for it in that position because it's one 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 and a half yards, and it's a long field goal in a windy stadium. But I, I don't care if it would have been in a dome in, in eighty degree weather, and and you had Justin Tucker back there. They were going for it against the Jets anyway. And that that's kind of my point on this.
1: I think so. Yeah. It's listen you. The competition is there, and it's not even the – I think it's twofold. Number one, they, they genuinely believe that the lack of talent on defense will not stop them. And the other thing is the lack of talent on offense. They're willing to give up that field position because they don't believe there is a threat on either side of the ball. So they're willing to That's take true. that gamble.
0: That is a great point. I didn't even think about the fact that they weren't worried about the offense. That's a good one too. I mean, you know, you can give them the you can miss a sixty-yard field goal, give them the ball in midfield, and you wouldn't have to really worry about it. That is a great point. Didn't even think about it from that angle, but it still holds true that they that they have no fear of the Jets' defense whatsoever, and they are, you know, they they're just going to go for it because of they know course. they're going to get it. And of course they did. Okay, my final point, and this is one that even the average football fan complains about, and most of the time it is. It, you know, there is a reason for it. In this case, the average football fan is absolutely right. And I'm not sure who to blame. Maybe you can tell me. Okay. It was fourth and seven on the, one of the last drives of the game for the Jets. And uh Wilson was under a little bit of pressure, but not that much. And threw a ball um that was uh, about six yards. And, you know, the guy came back for it. So five yards, fourth and seven guy gets tackled, at, you know, gets a five yard gain and you're two yards short. So who am I blaming here? Am I blaming the rookie receiver in his first game, who who oh, six feet when you're running is a fucking quarter of a step? I, do I blame the receiver for not getting to the to the to the first down marker, or do I blame the quarterback for throwing it to him out of desperation? I know he was running out of time; he had to throw it to somebody. I'm going with the receiver on this one, personally. You know, the kid was in his first game. The play before he dropped the pass, uh, but on fourth and seven, you have to run your route to the freaking first down marker. You can't. You can't get caught a yard short and think you're going to break a tackle in the nfl it's just not going to happen most of the time and uh, i have to agree with you as much as i
1: i'm waiting for that disagreement but one of the first things when i was learning about football when i was becoming a hardcore fan i remember one of the things that stuck with me when i was hearing coaches or announcers during the interview uh the thing that stuck with me was on fourth down the receiver has to get to the marker. Don't run a route that's short and, to, like you said, hope to make a play. You gotta get to the marker and position yourself that at the point of the catch, if you make that catch, you already have the first you down. Already have it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So no, no argument for me. I'd say it's it's uh, on the receiver. I don't know if uh, um, I don't know if he saw the play break down and he came back to the quarterback. But you run laterally. You don't run backwards in that situation. Yeah.
0: No, no, I wasn't a long enough play to break down. Wilson was still in the pocket, but it was caving in. He had to make the throw, so I can't blame Wilson for throwing it to a guy who was five yards short. And quite frankly, on a quick play like that, can you tell a difference from an extra six feet behind the guy? He probably he he might not have even been able to tell on a quick decision like that. Whatever the case may be, the receiver ran the route short and and paid for it. You know, turnover and downs, and that's a Tayson Hill. I ran the ball 44 yards a couple of plays later. Not that the Jets had a chance anyway, but that was certainly the uh, final nail in the coffin. Okay. Predictions.
1: I got got the stats and the the game score. So let's start with the game. The final score, New Orleans 30, Jets 9.
0: Okay. Uh, The closest to that was, let's see, well, you had them winning by 18, 24 to 6 was your real. My worst case was 38 to 9, but I, I, I am going to give you the credit because my worst case is not better than you picking your realistic one. So 24 to 6, 38 to 9, that's, that's close enough for me. You would have been at 23 to 9 if uh, Taysom Hill doesn't run that last one in. So I think uh, I, will get, I will concede this battle to you, so good job. Uh, <laughs> you have the stats there, you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I let's think- start
1: off with Zach Wilson. Okay, Zach Wilson, you,
0: you were would. much closer on pass on on um passes and completions than I was. I can tell you that because I remember his stats. Well, let me see if I can remember his stats. His stats were uh, like nineteen for forty-two or something like that.
1: Yeah, and you're the yeah. one who had him throwing uh, for uh, forty times. So I thought right. you were I the was, one that. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> well, no, I was. I was right. Up, yeah.
0: I was right for the for, for the forty times, but you were much. You, you had him as much less accurate. And uh, no touchdowns. Although I did finally hit on the no interception thing. Congratulations. You've
1: <laughs> you stuck with it long enough.
0: <laughs> now I can get off of it and predict for real. All right. So, Wilson, uh, you had Wilson at 14 of 29 with 183 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. So uh, you were fairly close. What are you, 200 yards, something like that?
1: Yeah, 202 yards.
0: 202. Okay, so you were fairly close on the yards. You hit the touchdowns right, and you were right on the complete lack of accuracy. So I think uh, think I'm going to hand that one to you as well. I had him at 23 for 40, which is, you know, I might have had the amount of times he was going to throw right because the Jets couldn't run the ball, but uh, I had him way more accurate than he actually was. Uh, 178 yards. And one touchdown, no interceptions. So, MVPs. I don't think either one of us got. You had Crowder at four for fifty nine. I had Cole at four for seventy two. So neither one of us got that. All right,
1: yeah, Braxton Barrios, my boy stepped up. <laughs>
0: <There you go. laughs> the week you don't go with them, right? <laughs> well, there you go. So the ad is why we're not on the sidelines uh, doing the Jimmy the Greek thing. But you know, whatever the case is, uh, you know, another another terrible game in the books. And I, I don't think we're going to see too many. Too many better ones the rest of the year with the with the cast of characters they're running out there. But you know, whatever it is, we can start rooting for draft picks again.
1: Who is uh, uh, who is up next for the annual Sunday spanking?
0: The uh, Miami Dolphins. Well, that's gonna be
1: fun. I can't wait for Jamie to bust our balls and
0: uh, uh, <laughs> baby too.
1: Looking forward to speaking with you later this week, and let's get our predictions done.
0: Yeah, you got it, man. Have a good one. You too.